1: Week 1 may be over, but the season is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off Week 2, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 2 game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KIME to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code KIME, K-E-I-M, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details.
0: Empire.
1: Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, we're previewing the game against the New York Giants with ESPN reporter Jordan Ronan, who of course covers a team and is very blunt and honest about his assessment of the New York Giants. Here's the thing that's hard to, hard to figure. The Giants are 12-4 against Washington in the last eight years. This makes no sense whatsoever. During that time, New York has finished 48-81 and with one winning season. Again, it makes no sense at all. Of course, what does make sense is that Washington during the same time is 48-80-1. So they're a half game better. So maybe it does make sense still. It suggests they're even, 12 and four isn't even. The Giants have outscored Washington by 121 points over the last eight years. And listen, I know that none of that matters because it only matters is the here and now and then last year. But last year the Giants were two and zero against them and that didn't make sense either. So why do I keep picking Washington in this game? Because I can't believe this futility can continue. It just doesn't make sense. Part of me says to just pick the Giants until Washington proves they can win this game. Maybe that's a smarter play. The other part, that other dude on my shoulder, on the other shoulder, says, one day I'll be right. So I'll keep keep picking Washington this game because every time they play them, the Giants stink. And then they don't. Logically, those picks often made sense. It's not as if I even picked Washington each time. I did not. I don't think I picked them twice last year. But man, I picked them more often than not. And most of the time, they lose. So brace yourselves, folks. I'm picking them again. This is a crucial game for Ron Rivera and his staff and the team. Not because they're in any kind of trouble, of course, but because the first half, because of the first half schedule they have, and also without Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick was he's not a great quarterback, but he like and I've told you before, I thought I felt he was an upgrade over last year. So he was a he's a legitimate professional starting quarterback. You know, I know every all these fans have hope with Taylor Heineke, but that's all it is is hope. There's no track record to suggest. He can be a long term solution. We're going to find out not to say he's I'm not going to tell you he's not. I don't I don't think over the long haul that that's the guy that they're going to go with. But can he be that guy this year? I don't know. It's I I would my guess is and I've said this before. I think he's more of a short term solution guy, but he's going to have that chance. And I think he plays a fun style of play. And let's see. They simply I will say this as a team they can't start the season 0-2 and at home by the way, the crowd was not the size of those in the past, or at least the past of the glory years, even five years ago. But they were into the game, and they provided energy. This team needs to do a lot better job to win folks back to the stadium. It's on them, folks, not you. Anyway, here's why I'm picking Washington. First, listen to Jordan after this section. You're going to probably pick him, too. Daniel Jones is not playing behind the same offensive line that Justin Herbert was for the Chargers. And I think the tackles are a major issue for New York. They happen to be facing two excellent young players in Montez Sweat and Chase Young. It's hard to imagine that Saquon Barkley will be much of a problem at this point in his return. I don't think New York can win just by passing the ball. I think there's too much inconsistencies with that pass game with Kenny Galladay, you know, not missing a lot of time. Kadir is Tony missing a lot of time. And the tight end, Evan Ingram, has, been, has missed time. Daniel Jones is not Justin Herbert. I think Young, after a so-so game at best against the Chargers, will respond on national TV. Guys like that show up in games like this. The big question I have is, how again, how will Heineke hold up? The Giants now have seven quarters of recent game film on him, which is a lot more than anyone else has had on him. But I also like the way he plays. I mean, he he does go through his progressions. He does provide a spark. He, he is not a big guy. That's the durability question. He does not have a big arm, but he anticipates well. So, and even he can make plays on the go, which helps compensate for all those deficiencies. Again, durability. But he's going to have to make some throws against the Giants that are, because they're tough to run against. Denver's backs gained 146 yards and 25 carries against them, but 70 came on one Melvin Ingram run. However, Teddy Bridgewater hurt them a little bit with his legs. Remember that. But in the two games last year against the Giants, Washington averaged just 3.73 yards per carry. I like the Giants' D. I don't think it's great, but I think it's very good. I believe Heineke can win a few games in the short term at the very least. I worry about him again. Again, I worry about him as a long-term answer. I think you you have to because we don't know. And I know in talking to a lot of people around the league, they view him as a backup. In part because of the arm, the durability, et cetera. But we'll see. And he can prove me and many others wrong. And it's going to be fun to see what he can do. I am looking forward to watching him play. I think the defense plays well. I think Heineke does a good job finding the playmakers against a solid defense. It won't be easy, but given the upcoming schedule, this is a pivotal game for Washington. I believe they respond. I think DeAndre Carter busts one at some point, too. Don't put your money on that, but I am – that's, that's – watching the guy last week, I just think he's going to bust one at some point. Anyway, Washington 20, Giants 17. Now, after this break, I'll be back with Jordan Ronan to discuss the New York Giants. They have issues. And by the way, you can follow Jordan on Twitter at Jordan Ronan. That's Jordan, R-A-A-N-A-N. Prosper Insurance has an offer that's tough to beat and will benefit you one way or another. When you get a quote with Prosper Insurance, if they can't beat your home or auto quote, they will send you an official Washington football team legend jersey. Of course, if they do beat it, you'll be able to afford your own jersey or two. I can tell you from experience, the quote I received was $2,000 less than my previous insurer. It might not be like that for everyone, but why not find out? Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes it easy while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate, which helps explain why Prosper has more than 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit Insurance/kime. Get your quote and a possible Washington football team legend jersey. That's Kime K-E-I-M. This offer is good from September 13th to September 30th. You know what else is cool? They plant a tree for every policy they write. That's more than 66,000 trees and counting. Get ready to feel good about your insurance. Welcome back. Now here's my conversation with ESPN's Jordan Rana. All right, Jordan, why does it always seem that when these two teams play, there's drama on one side or both sides? And for like the Giants, it's always like the biggest game of the year, and for Washington it's it's, you know, another statement game. Why does it seem like we're always in this position?
0: Washington's always got quarterback drama, surprise, <laughs> yeah. surprise. Yeah. yeah. Un- insta- instability at quarterback. I mean, that's what it seems like. Giants have owned them recently, though. I, know. I mean, they got their they got their number. I don't know if there's anything to that at this point or or what. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's probably because they're both bad teams for the most part. It, that over is, over the last. It, you know, decade or whatever
1: yeah I mean and you know, the funny thing is like the Giants have actually been worse than Washington which is always hard to believe but that's it but then yeah, you know it's yet, funny but yet they own that but I know they
0: the does head head
1: it doesn't make sense it doesn't and it makes
0: sense yeah as
1: you know like I feel like I bang I always pick this game wrong and I've told you this before because I always keep thinking there's no way they can keep losing <laughs> to the Giants and Daniel Jones yeah. and yet and yet and yet so you know, and even with Taylor I Heineke, pick the Giants
0: to lose and I picked the Giants to lose in week one, my eyes say, oh, they're going to lose this game too." you know, offensively. They're just not going to be good enough, but I'm going to pick the Giants because they just seem to beat Washington and Daniel they, Jones only plays against Washington for some reason. And so, why is that? Know. Why is that? Fair question. I've never. Kn- I have no idea. It's not like Washington's got this terrible defense. No, that it's a great, it's a great matchup for Daniel Jones, and all of a sudden he throws some touchdown passes because. Uh, yeah. So I really, I, I really don't know. I, they really, it's one of these nonsensical things. I know we've seen it in the division before. The Giants lost to the Cowboys like you know twelve straight times or whatever up until recently last year that ended. Uh, they were like that with the Eagles at one point. Uh, the Eagles dominated and won, you know, double digits in a row. And then the Giants won a, a huge streak. And I don't know if there's any, you know what the thing is? There's not even something you could really put your finger on. Because if you think about it, they're not even running the same no. systems and everything throughout all these wins. So it's just, I think, luck of the draw, John.
1: It is at least when like Eli was there, you could understand because the way he could pick apart a defense at times, but this one is, is really hard to explain. Looking at, looking at, the Giants um what is Saquon Barkley's I guess I know his status I know he's playing but where do you think he's at with with his return
0: yeah you know I I went back over the film yesterday and uh I saw some things with Saquon and you're like eh, that's not you know Saquon Barkley we know and love right like that's not the guy everybody wants to see on the football field for an entertainment purposes like hitting the holes, just having that explosion that you're used to. It wasn't there in the opener. Now, I wouldn't go nuts about that if I'm the Giants or Saquon or anybody because he's coming back from a major injury. I, like, I know Adrian Peterson came back once upon a time and ran for 2,000 yards, you know, nine months after he suffered, a, you know, he tore his ACL. But it's not, it doesn't happen for most. I I think most guys, you know, don't just come back and immediately have it, right? That explosion, it takes some time. I mean, there was no real preseason. So you'll see something similar to what, you know, was out there in the opener. Let's say close to 50% of the snaps he played in the opener. That might even be less because think about it. It's pretty absurd to have to come back from a serious injury. You play your first game back, and then you're going to come back and play three days later. Right. Really, really awkward situation. So I would say, you know, little less than 50% of the snaps. Uh, a quality player, but not the explosive dominant Saquon that we saw his rookie year.
1: What were some of the big concerns that you came out of after that opening loss to Denver?
0: Whoa, hold on. Let me open my notebook. There's like 50 of them in here. God's <laughs> sakes. Giants were awful in that game. The re- biggest disappointment was their defense. Uh, that's supposed to be their better unit, top 10 unit last year.
1: I'm uh, familiar with that talented,
0: line. Yeah, good talent to the secondary, but boy, they got shredded. And The lack of pass rush is the problem with that group. They don't have natural edge rushers. and. They can't get consistent pressure off the edges. I mean, they're like the opposite. They're like the anti-Washington football team when it comes to that. I mean, they're they're built completely differently. uh, And they have to sort of manufacture that pressure. And it didn't work the other day. They did a little bit. But, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater stood back there and uh, had a sandwich before some passes. And then he tore apart the Giants. And that was disappointing. The offense was... Kind of predictably disappointing uh, we knew the giants haven't had a lot of their guys play in the preseason they had kenny galladay was injured saquon's coming back from injury Kadarius tony their first round pick really didn't practice from the day he was drafted until september so like to expect him to come out and be good early in the season against the good broncos defense was always unrealistic and to be quite honest with you the expectation is probably pretty similar Here in week two, because I know Washington didn't play great in week one, but they still have a pretty good defense, and it's not going to be easy for the Giants to go around there and move the ball against that defense. So not expecting a lot of points, and their offensive line, obviously, uh, the Giants, it always comes back to that. And how did they look, though?
1: How did did they
0: look, and how did Thomas
1: look? Because he was a big question mark.
0: I saw some things on the tape that would concern me a little bit this week with Andrew Thomas. He was fine in the game. Not great, but fine. You know, he was okay. He had a decent game. But remember, Bradley Chubb did not play. Right. Okay. So he kind of got a reprieve. And that's kind of what we saw this summer. When he played against lesser competition, he was fine. But when he had to play against the better competition, it got ugly. So now to me, there was still some reasons to be concerned. There was too many snaps I saw where him just get completely disengaged by the defender. And, uh, you know, when you got Chase Young and Montez Sweat, it's a little different piece. The offensive line as a whole, Nate Solder was the one who I thought struggled even more at the right tackle spot. He got pushed around. I, that's the spot. I mean, I don't know if Nate Solder, quite frankly, has anything left in him, to be honest with you. I really don't. I don't know if he's even going to start. Wow. <laughs> Matt Parrott, you might see a little bit more. Uh, they were battling for that spot this summer. Matt Parrott didn't win it. They put Nate Solder in. That has been bad every, from what everything we've seen so far. So, I mean, their tackle spot's not in great in great in a great spot at the moment, and really, they're not great at, at any position, which is kind of the problem.
1: What did did Galladay? first of all, Sterling Shepard did seem to have a good game. Is he like the one guy they can rely on on offense right now?
0: Yeah, because you know who the only guy that was healthy and on the field for all of training camp the Shepherd. summer was Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard's a really good player. You know what I? I've been telling people recently. They're like, ah, so you know, we talk. Everyone wants to talk about you have fantasy, right? Like, well, Shepard's not that good, right? I'm like, do you understand? Like, Sterling Shepard's a solid, good player. to league. Like, if he was, like, the second or third receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs, he'd be, like, a guy you wanted to draft in fantasy. You'd want to have on your team. He produced all over the place. Instead, he's stuck on a Giants offense that, quite frankly, has stunk the last three years. And, you know, he's a good player on a bad offense. But the dude can get open. He's a quality player. He was definitely their best receiver. As for Kenny Galladay, this is why I told you the expectation for For the Giants' offense heading into Week One was like they're really going to struggle. Probably Week Two too, because you watch Kenny Galladay, you watch Saquon. You know, you're watching these guys on the field that haven't practiced in forever. Kenny Galladay missed a month with a hamstring injury, so he he's coming back. He's not his normal. I mean, he's never he's he's not built on explosion anyway. Right. But he's not this big. He you don't see the explosion from him. Or him moving especially well right now, or at least last week I didn't. So, I mean, he got some catches and yards. They were all at the end of the game when the game was pretty much over. But the separation just isn't there for Galladay at this point. He's – I think he'll probably be better this week. But, again, three days, you know, it's, I, it's a tough ask for one, guys. Really one, one practice.
1: And really one practice, too. So it's not even like you get a lot more time on the field with your –
0: yeah, I don't know. Gosh. What's Washington doing? I, I don't even think the Giants are doing a real practice. I think they're doing like an no, hour It's more, it's more like,
1: like a, it's more like a, tempo like a walkthrough. Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not yeah, even a real,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's kind of just to get their legs moving and, and uh, get the blood flowing. That, that's really what it is. So I think Kenny Galladay can contribute. I don't think he's like the number one. He's at the level right now where you're like, oh, he's the number one receiver that the Giants got. I think Washington's getting them at a good time. I think if you got the Giants in like, Week four or five, it's way different than getting them in weeks one or two this year. So you're
1: going to make me pick the pick Washington again, just based on this. I mean,
0: everything says (laughs) everything says pick Washington, except the fact that the Giants for some reason only play against Washington.
1: It's amazing. And Taylor
0: Heineke is a back. And Taylor Heineke, while he has done fairly well in his limited playing time, he is a backup quarterback in this league. Uh, You know that's what the that's what Washington signed him for. be a backup quarterback so well how did Patrick Graham's good at good at good at uh scheming up stuff and confusing quarterbacks so that's something I'm keeping an eye on
1: and that's that's something to watch too but where also did Teddy Bridgewater hurt them did he I mean he's you know he had the injury and all that did he hurt him with their with
0: his legs at all uh Teddy Bridgewater did a really good job of navigating the pocket and moving and making plays outside of the, uh, outside of the pocket. And, uh, you know, they just did whatever they wanted to be honest with you. I mean, (laughs) you name it and they did it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater actually had KJ Hamler drop like a 50 yard touchdown pass on him, like right in his hands. I mean, wide, wide, wide open. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater actually underdrew another deep ball that, you know, his guy was, open by about seven yards. He underthrew wow. it and it hit the defender in the back. Like they even left some meat on the bone. They fumbled wow. inside the five yard line. They left some meat on the bone. That's so, and they giants, what was it? They gave up 27. It could have easily been 34, 40. I mean, or, you know, in the, into the forty. So that's how Denver had success. They, they did whatever they wanted because when they went back to pass, John, the Giants just could not pressure Teddy Bridgewater.
1: And again, this is how they always enter this game, coming off a really bad stretch or really bad loss or whatever. Did Daniel Has Daniel Jones looked any different to you this summer? Um, and I know, you know, including the game, but since camp open,
0: Man, you want to, you wanna like, you know, I got a story running this week about how the Giants are so sold on Daniel Jones, right? Like, they're bullish, like. They believe it. I think Sterling Shepard said to me something like, "He's like you see it every day on the field." I'm like, "Nobody cares what I think, Sterling. They, what do you what do you think?" And he's like, "He's like, look, if you can't see it and you watch him every day, you're blind." Well, I don't know. My vision must be a little blurry right now because <laughs> I see a guy who could be like who I, I know Daniel Jones is a starting caliber quarterback in this league. He's a middle of the road starting caliber quarterback. The question is, can he get to that next level and be better? Right? He can do a lot of things, trust me. He he needs a supporting cast around him which he he really hasn't had, you know, his the last two years. Uh but the fumble, man, the fumble just ruins everything and it yeah. popped up again the other day and you just want to be like, "Man, just get that out of the repertoire, man, you know, it's, it, and that that's really the one thing that, that irks me. And, and I, I need to see some more splash plays from him. I saw the play. He actually did. He was fine the other day. He was certainly not the reason that they lost. I mean, not even close, uh, but that one turnover was just so costly. I mean, I think it's 17 seven at the point at that point, middle of the third quarter giants are driving and they're just outside of the red zone. I think maybe like at the 22-ish and Daniel Jones is running for a nice game. First down, John, first down. So he's running. He's got about a good eight yards. They're in the red zone, 17-7 middle of the third quarter and he fumbles it. And that pretty much ended the game. That ended the game. You wanna you wanna see him get rid of that, and it's year three and it popped up again. and It's discouraging, but to think that Daniel Jones can't go out there and play well and do good things, I think you're being foolish.
1: Right, and and that's well, that's what he's shown, and certainly against this team. Last thing, what's your comp? I know what your confidence level rating was is a four point two on our new ten point scale. I think mine was a 5.0. Um, But what's your confidence would say?
0: I was way too high, by the way. Yeah, I'm fans. I'm telling you, they say they are demoralized Giants fans. They are a wounded fan base, man.
1: Uh, And trust me, I think we're talking to the same fan bases here because after this one, I get a lot of, you know, people jumping off bridges and things like that because and I don't blame them like both fan bases. The, you, they, these teams need to give these fan bases a reason to believe that they're going to turn it around. And here it's because another quarterback got injured and theirs for other, other reasons. But these fan bases are definitely emotionally scarred. And I don't blame them because neither play. I mean, it was it one winning season in 10 years for the Giants. And for this team, it's like two yeah. playoff wins in 20 some years. And it's just it's ridiculous what these fan bases. These I mean, these are great fan bases, too. You know,
0: I mean, imagine that. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to feel too bad for them. I mean, there's some th- these fan bases have some uh, Super Bowls uh, under their belt. I mean, l- why don't we go talk to some Lions fans? OK, <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, wanna... yeah. <laughs> Let's go talk to some Lions fans about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. the poor Giants <laughs> yeah. in Washington. Oh, my God. They have it so tough over there. Let me tell you. You know, it'll, it'll be sure. You're, yeah. Imagine you're a Lions fan. I mean, can you even remember the last time the Lions won a, won a playoff game? Can you I, remember the last no. time the Lions really played in a playoff game?
1: Well, I do, because they played this team. I, well, I know one, one of those oh, they games really? they did. In in 1999, this team beat them at home, and then in the 91 Super Bowl run, they beat the Lions at home as well. So I do remember. So I'm one of the few.
0: Hey, John, John, 99 was 22 years ago. Yeah. 22 years. <laughs> That was me. <laughs> I mean, poor Lions fans. But no, I was I, point taken. It's been a rough run for these fans. Been a rough run for
1: these. So, last thing then, what do you, what's your confidence that this team, that the Giants can get it turned around and and win?
0: I do think that they'll play better this week. I, I'm, I think, I think we'll have a, a tightly contested, low scoring game. Uh, I would be surprised if the defense played as poorly as it did the other day, especially against a quarterback that I really do think. Patrick Graham was great last year. I mean, he was a stud as the Giants defensive coordinator. Uh, I'd be surprised if he can't scheme up enough to, you know, really make things difficult mentally for for Taylor Heineke. So uh, I kind of do like the Giants in this game to bounce back uh, and play significantly better because, trust me, they're hearing it. Do you know that they've started – they haven't won an opener now. This was the fifth straight year they haven't won Saw an opener. And usually, I think out of four of the – I think three three of them, yeah, maybe even all four, the previous ones, it, it was 0-2. Yeah. So they know how big this game is for them. If they lose this game, they come home the following week to play Atlanta, that stadium, I'm telling you, is going to – not greet them uh, warmly when they come back. If they come back, oh, and two, I mean, I'm telling you, this fan base is as restless as I've ever seen it. They, they know that the Giants need to prove to them, like you said before with Washington, right? That they need to prove to them that there's something to be excited about, that there's something that they should give them that undying support that they so want to give this team and this organization. And that was once like a given for the giants. Like, you know, the giants like selling tickets to the giants was, was, you know, they had a wait list for 50 years. Well, guess what? Now the giants are sending emails to ticket holders uh, the week of the game, uh, the opener against the Broncos about, you know, get limited tickets, you know, two days before the game that's where we are. That's
1: where we're at. Trust trust me. We're, I, I know that very well here and it's the same thing, but you know, maybe if the, if the fans are restless and booing them, maybe they can just start turning, you know, holding their thumbs down after big plays like the Mets did that. That seemed to go over well.
0: There we go. Yeah. You know, start to keep the trend going. New York's got a really, New York's on a really awesome run of sports right now. Let me tell you.
1: Well, I again, nobody's going to feel bad for, for that city. So I'm not, obviously I know
0: that. Well, the Yankees have, the Yankees don't have enough championships for everybody. I know.
1: know. (laughs) All right, Jordan. Well, thanks a lot, man.
0: Anytime, John, we'll do it again soon, man. All right.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's it for this episode. I'll be back with another one after Thursday's game.